The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you longing for a place where hope, ideas, and new ways of thinking can arise? For nearly 50 years, Omega Institute's campus in Rhinebeck, New York, has been a gathering place where world-class teachers provide innovative educational experiences that cultivate extraordinary potential in us all. Join us either on campus or online. To learn more, visit eomega.org. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Are you seeking more energy and ready to have more healings and revealings in your life? Then you've tuned into the right program. For the next hour, listen in as Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, shares with you tools you can use to transform your life. She will guide you on a journey to create a life that is intentional and dynamic. Now, here's your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome, everyone, all of you intentional spirits out there, and thank you for um, all that you're doing to uh, live a dynamic and energetic life. Um, I love hearing from all of you and the changes that you're making professionally in your love life, with your prosperity, and all the other areas that are, are so significant to being in a human suit. Well, um, over a year ago, I had the good pleasure of being part of an amazing radio show, which is based out of Lake Tahoe uh, with my beloved friend, Mark Allen, who's a mover and shaker. And I felt so fortunate to be introduced to Daryl Wampler, who has been and dedicated his entire life with his charisma to being in the airwaves in Southern California. Daryl, welcome to our show today, and thank you for being with us. My pleasure. So um, I always like to ask people to kind of get a sense of how did you get to where you are now? Did you know from the very early stages of your life that you wanted to be um, public and and playing an extroverted role? What What was that like for you? Well, yes, it was early on. It was probably junior high school when the radio bug sort of bit me, and I decided that that was what I wanted to do for a living. But as far as the extrovertedness, uh, it's uh, quite the opposite with me. I, You know, I've been through Myers-Briggs, and I've been through a lot of management testing, and I test out as an introvert. And uh, you have to understand that a radio person, even though they do perform, they usually do it in a room all by themselves. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's definitely very true. But you have to have certain qualities of playing like an extrovert because you have to draw out the qualities of a rambling extrovert, right? <laughs> well, it, there, there's there's two things that uh, really predicate that. First of all, you you have to yeah you have to play a role every day. I mean, you can be yourself on the on the radio, but if you if the dog bit you and you hit the trash can on the way out of the driveway and got a speeding ticket, you still have to come into the studio and smile and be happy, because the thing that people listen for as an audience is consistency, 
right? Their lives can modulate and vary and, and go different ways, but that guy on the radio has to sound the same every day. Yeah, ab- ab- absolutely. So did you, you got started then right after high school or college? Did you? Well, it was, it was actually junior high school. I, I started working at a, a professional radio station halfway through high school when I was about 15. Uh, when I finished uh, high school, I went to college for the first time. Uh, the second time, I went all the way through. But the first time, I signed up for you know a full load of classes and ended up hanging out at the campus radio station and not going to any of those classes. Well, I'm sure that within the number of years that you've been doing it, um, how, how do you see that the radio industry has changed? Well, it's it's uh, it's, it's it's undulated in, in a couple of ways. I mean, first of all, there was the consolidation, uh, obviously, when the rules changed about radio station ownership, and uh, you know, some of the big boys took over and tried to homogenize. Uh, the airwaves and have, uh, you know, someone uh, in different parts of the country uh, do radio shows across, you know, across the the, the nation without uh, really letting people know that they weren't local, live and local. I mean, uh, now I think it's headed back the other way. I think people have gotten disappointed in not having the radio be their friend and not having it uh, be topical as far as their local communities are concerned. And I think that, uh, you know, we're seeing a trend that's going back toward radio stations wanting to serve the local community. And and, uh, that's uh, something that's uh, important because, you know, the thing that makes us different than, say, an iPod or Pandora or something on Shuffle, you know, is that we can – interject between if it's a music radio station we can tell stories in between the music we can make it relevant we can talk about local events coming up uh we can be funny and witty and uh obviously your ipod can't do that yeah absolutely i'm seeing some of those trends in a lot of ways that you know uh, so many of the marketplaces have were saturated and now people are coming back around and wanting more of that personal connection and 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 wanting to really have relationships or or feel like they're more of a, a a part of things. Well, I can only imagine with the number of years that that you've been doing radio that you have met some incredible people and heard some Fascinating stories. Um, I know I certainly have in the last five years um, significantly uh, grown and benefited from, you know, the guests from all over the world. Um, Start us out by telling us a a story or two that comes to mind that's been so significant for you. Well, I mean, uh, as you had mentioned, I'm an executive producer and engineer and sort of co conspirator, so to speak, on Mark Allen's radio program, Late Night Health. We've just finished uh, last week uh, show number 161 or 162, and each of the show are two hours. So we've had over, you know, 340, 350 hours of radio together. 
and uh, the variety of guests that uh, roll through that show is obviously entertaining, inspirational. Uh, some guests make you sad, some guests make you mad, some guests make you smile and laugh. I mean, uh, that's been quite the experience. But, you know, my uh, background before that with, with K-Rock in L.A., was we were a, a, a cutting-edge music radio station, so a lot of the uh, celebrities that I met and a lot of the people that I talked to on the air were, you know, rock stars. And uh, some of them were very easy to talk to and very comfortable, and then some of them were distant and stilted, and some of them were plain old rude. <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, Mark Allen, he specializes um, in various ways of, of health and kind of leading edge stuff. Um, what is um, some of the most uh, significant and pertinent things that you've recently heard? Because we're all kind of really into that. We're all wanting to stay kind of ageless and, you know, energetic and I know Mark exuberates that as well as you. So what's your secret? Well, I mean, a part of uh, uh, the conversation these days are headed toward, uh, between GMO and non-GMO uh, food items, uh, whether the government should be involved, uh, the FDA, in regulating uh, vitamins and supplements, uh, stories like that. And, uh, you know, there's... Uh, as they say, both sides to every story, and our job as broadcasters is to try to remain neutral and let the guests uh, present their positions. But uh, you know, I think Mark, uh, on, the, on the other hand, is, is a commentator and well as well, and has taken sort of a hard stand uh, on, on some of these issues. So it, it tends to lead to exuberant conversations with the guests if they're taking the opposing side of the issue. Well, um, and for those of you tuning in, you can um, you can Google uh, one of our best friends called Google. You can Google Mark Allen, A-L-Y-N, and uh, access all the information about his show. But um, let's stay there for a few minutes um, because from because of your hearing such a broad and often controversial points of view, can you give us the elementary uh, radio host version of what GMO and non-GMO related conversations are? Could you give us an overview of that? Well, GMO is uh, uh, organically modified uh, organisms. It's uh, some of the big companies like Monsanto that go ahead and try to build a better ear of corn by making um, genetic, genetic changes in, in the, the makeup of the, the, the seeds and, and uh, cross-pollinate, and uh, they're, they're rearranging molecules and changing what nature had intended us to grow. And I'm not saying it's bad and I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying that I'm not sure enough information and research have been done at this point to guarantee us that in you know, 20 years, we're not going to grow a third leg or a fourth ear from eating this stuff. Because it's like, uh, let's use um, so many human beings as guinea pigs and see what happens. 
Well, yeah, and uh, yeah, there's just not enough testing under the bridge to, to know what happens. And the, the big thing, the big controversy these days is labeling, whether things should be labeled uh, GMO if they are or not. You know, the people that make non-GMO stuff are proud to put a sticker on there saying it's non-GMO. But the stuff right. that is, uh, the label re- labeling requirements uh, are a little iffy at this point. And uh, there's some bills uh, running through uh, the, the the House and the Senate to uh, require people that use GMO products to label them as such, so people can at least be aware that they are turning into one of those human guinea pigs. Yes, and um, I know that you're similar to me, and for our our listening ears, especially all of those that know I'm a, uh, an animal activist. We're not talking literally. <laughs> We're talking as um, as as it's a it's a uh, it's a, a term um, uh, a, a phrase not a reality. We we want to find a way to test all things that's away from you know anything anything living. Um, I certainly understand. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think that's a a, a definite. Um, uh, place that people, you know, want to see. And I think that uh, people are becoming more and more educated, but more than just knowing something, what's good is seeing more people get involved and actually take a stand for things. I think that's part of, you know, what you're about and the energy of your radio show is let's make sure that, you know, people are educated and that they can get out there and have their own vote, you know, and, and well, I mean, they, they say that, uh, you know, gathering information prior to making a decision is the, the best way to make ensure that your decision is a proper one. I mean, you can still make bad decisions, but uh, it's better to do it with some, uh, some amount of knowledge. Absolutely. Um, here in the heart of St. Petersburg, there was just a, a protesting march um, about being for you know non-gmo and um so yeah i think it's more and more um becoming in in people's minds that it um there's kind of a poem that somebody thought that anybody could do it and nobody knew that anybody could and you know so therefore nobody did anything or you know <laughs> I, I don't know it's so true, you know, it's like this one was waiting on that one and that one thought somebody would, but often it's it's up to us to, you know, make a difference. I know that's why I love uh, being a radio host is it's a back door, it's another window that people can look in, uh, get a little bit broader perspective on things, and then um, make some well-educated uh, decisions of, about it is do you have like in your history of shows I mean obviously interviewing the rock stars was you know a lot of fun and those kind of things but have you had a show that you would say has personally changed your life there there have been um, a, a few um, I had a chance to uh, actually, when I was working in, in Los Angeles, to hire a uh, a newscaster out of uh, out of the um, high desert area, out of Lancaster and Palmdale, to come to work for me. His uh, 
he was a sort of an old uh, hippie kind of soul, <laughs> and uh, his name was Patrick Carlin, and uh, he was he didn't really use the the teletype or the wire copy. He would take a copy of the Los Angeles Times and he'd find sort of the weird, ironic stories and sort of tie them together. As an example, he found one article about the the, the brown bears in. Uh, Colorado being overpopulated, and then he found another article about the pandas at the zoo having problems uh, reproducing, and he said, we just need to get some spray paint and fix up those black bears, the brown bears, and, and bring them to the, the zoo and get this taken care of, you know? So he would find two unrelated stories and find a way to, in a humorous way, relate them together. And we were having lunch uh, one day across the street, and he said, how would you like to see The Tonight Show uh, perform tonight? I said, really, do you know somebody? He says, yeah, my younger brother George is hosting the show. <laughs> and I hadn't put it together. I, I, I hadn't uh, realized that uh, this was George Carlin's uh, older brother, Patrick. And so we went down, and we sort of got the star treatment, and... You know, afterward, uh, before the show, we got a chance to go backstage and, and, and meet George and, and speak to him. And uh, Patrick said, hey, George, this is my, my boss, Daryl, from the radio station. George, you know, nice to meet you. Patrick said, George, you used to work in radio, didn't you? And George says, yeah, I worked at K-Day in L.A. in the early 60s with Jack Burns, who was my co-host. And Pat said, uh, you should come down to the radio station sometime and hang out. And George said, well, that would be a really good idea. That would be a lot of fun. I'd enjoy that. And I thought he was just sort of, you know, giving us a pass uh, on that one. Well, I actually received a phone call a couple of days later that George indeed wanted to come down and hang out. And he came down on a Saturday, he and Patrick. And, I, uh, you know, this was a music radio station, and I think in four hours I played three songs. But uh, got a chance to talk to Pat and George at the same time about, you know, the old neighborhood and growing up and the people that were influential and what shaped their lives. And it was just one of those mind-altering interviews that uh, will probably, obviously, since George has passed, will never be repeated uh, in that way again. I mean, a lot of people interview George Carlin, but how often do you get... You know his brother and his and his sister-in-law in the room at the same time. That's really awesome, and the 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 six degrees, as we say, right, Daryl, and the oh yeah, the, the smallness of the of the circle of life. Um, you're you're listening to uh, Daryl Wampler, who is with kthoradio.com. Kto radio.com right in the heart of Lake Tahoe and the voice as well as his guest his show is heard online uh, and local 96.1 from people all over the world. Um, I want to thank all of you that are listening to Intentional Spirit and continue to share our show with all your friends on social media and Twitter and various ways of connecting with people. We will be right back after this short break.
Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. You have a coach in your corner. A life coach, that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. At the base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, And each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Reverend Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for listening to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. If you have a question or comment about today's discussion, you can email us at theintentionalspirit at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here is your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. And welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for being with us. And as I always say... Um, and you're benefiting from the types of conversations and discussions we have, uh, please tune in to us at unitycampus.org. Uh, you not only get audio messages that will support you in being an intentional spirit, but also video as well. There's hundreds of talks online that you can access that are of no cost to you whatsoever, other than the fact of hopefully making a change or adjustment in your life, which is what we're always looking to do. Well, we kind of package this show today as uh, to be talking about the various aspects of radio and, and changing um, on how radio is changing through the years. But behind the package, as you unravel it, 
would be uh, Daryl and myself celebrating um, with a lot of grace and a lot of humility many years of sobriety. And Daryl is coming up on his uh, 30 years, and I'm coming up on my my 28 um, years. Um, it's been quite a journey, hasn't it, Daryl? <laughs> <laughs> No question. Uh, a lot of money changed hands when I turned 30 because a lot of people didn't think I was going to make it, you know, because of uh, because of my drinking. And uh yeah, it's it's um it's it's like leading two entirely different and separate lives. Oh, yes. Uh absolutely no doubt about it. You know, it it's really uh funny to me. I was just telling a group I I pretty much accept often the opportunity to talk about it. I've never, I've never been anonymous because I've just felt like that, gosh, you know, who would want to lose sight of that crazy story? You know what I mean? It was like, wow, I, uh, I, I earned the right to, you know, be public with this story. Oh my gosh. I mean, I had guardian angels, uh, seeking reassignment. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, um, when you when you do tell the story and when you do talk about your sobriety and what it was like and what happened and what it's like now, even maybe in a speaker meeting or whatever the case may be, even if if you uh, uh, touch or affect one person in that room, it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you know, for me, there were two or three things of, you know, once I I said goodbye to drinking in 1987, there were uh, three or four things that were very clear for me. And I'd like to know, you know, how you sit with them. One of them, of course, was to to not be anonymous because I felt like that, um, you know, people are healed through storytelling. It's one of the most ancient practices since the beginning of humankind. No matter what webinars, no matter how many quotes we can tweet, uh, no matter how much we can put on Facebook with photos, there's still something very sacred about storytelling that is a the great healer. Uh, the other piece for me was that I wanted to be a role model of sobriety, not yet one more struggling sobriety person that wish it could be different for me. So there was something within me, and I don't know, I would say that that would be obviously something greater than myself and my personality, that I was just divinely guided from the very beginning that I wanted to show the joy of recovery discovery versus the misery of it. I mean, there's some people that their lives appear to be just as miserable. They're just not drinking and not very encouraging for young people being out there to say this is the better choice. You know what I mean? Well, being uh, they they refer to it in, in the circles of AA as being a dry drunk. If you just stop drinking and don't change any of your situation or any of your habits or any of your practices, uh, you know, first of all, you'll eventually go back to it. But second of all, it's, it's miserable. You know, <laughs> you, you've, you've not taken away the need or the want to drink. You've just taken away the, 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 uh, the gasoline that you throw in the fire. 
Absolutely. And no doubt, no doubt about it. Um, the other thing that I uh, was very clear about is that I, I don't have um, any kind of pro- problem or challenge. I feel very comfortable if people want to have a drink or two around me. That's never phased me in the least. I've never felt like everybody has to be in my club for me to be comfortable because I'm real clear it's not mine to do. While at the same time, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, go watch people get, um, you know, sloshed and not be able to finish a sentence. But for people that are just social drinkers, um, I'm, I'm very comfortable with that as well. Well, let me uh, uh, address the, the issues that you brought up uh, in, in order really quickly. First of all, as far as anonymity, uh, I mean, my because I was a public figure being in, in radio uh, and did a lot of personal appearances and was on the radio every day, and I can't say today. At the time, I would tell you that the drinking didn't affect what I did, but I can't tell you that today. Uh, I, you know, my drinking was very public, so my sobriety, you know, I decided to make as, as public as, as well. You know, as far as a role model is concerned, I was probably one of the early adapters as far as the people that I worked with. Uh, obviously, with a rock and roll radio station in Los Angeles in the late 70s and early 80s, uh, it wasn't only drinking, but there was a lot of drug use uh, going on. And uh, a lot of the people that I worked with continued to drink and continued to use uh, well after I got sober. So, yes, I did uh, consider myself to be one of the uh, early adapters or innovators that went out and got sober as opposed to continue to practice uh, like some of the other people uh, did. But um, it, it's uh, it's quite uh, quite. Um, Quite, diff- quite a different situation today than certainly it was uh, 30 years ago. Oh, absolutely. When um, when I would be out in the field, you know, 28 years ago, 27, you know, 26, 25, and I said I remember speaking at the American Cancer Society, and, you know, I was in my 30s. I had the clothes. I had the hair. I had the youth. You know, and I look out at the audience and they're all, you know, like looking at me like, you know, what what could you tell us? Do you know what I mean? Like, God, you know, we are cancer survivors or we are people that are not going to be cancer survivors. And what could you possibly say that we're interested in hearing? And I said, well, you know, I want you to be aware that, you know, um, I do not have um, cancer, um, and yet I have probably uh, the biggest disease in our world that takes thousands and thousands of lives all the time, and it's called alcoholism. And you could watch just about every other or every third mouth just drop wide open because um, back then in 1988, 89, other than Betty Ford, (laughs) There weren't many people that were even saying it out loud. It had like this taboo or energy around it. Sure. So, Daryl, what are, I know that in our audience, we have a lot of people that are either in recovery and or 
related to people that are. What are some of the things that you've been a part of and or that you do uh, nutrition-wise or physically or whatever that support you to to have such joy and an energetic uh, essence in your life? I mean, I was uh, I was I was lucky. Uh, luck part, plays a, a part of it. Uh, I did go through a a, a recovery program uh, at, a, at a at a legitimate uh, hospital where you know I did the twenty one days, and uh, they said that uh, the success rate coming out was about fifteen percent for first timers going through the program, and uh, the, the multiple got better as people repeated. But uh, I was uh, I was ready, as they say. I mean, it's uh, something you can't do for other people. It's something you have to decide for yourself. And you know, I knew that if I kept drinking, I was going to die. I mean, I felt it every day, and uh, probably there were some days where death would have been a nice alternative to what I was going through. And I knew that if I uh, stopped drinking, I was going to die because of the the, the shakes and the DTs and the phys- physical machinations that you go through when you do uh, stop for any period of time, whether it's because you're trying to stop or whether it's you're away from it or whether it's you ran out of money or whatever the case may be. But uh, I was uh, they use the term surrender in the, in the uh, AA business. And, uh, yeah, with me, it was a surrender. I completely decided that I'm a pretty willful person. I'm an A-type personality, and uh, it's hard for me to listen to somebody else for a change. But it was time for me to, you know, obviously my best decisions had got me where I was at the, the time, which was not a good place. And it was time to sit down and follow someone else's lead and follow someone else's uh, direction. And that's really what, was the first step in me, first of all, having the recovery work because I was willing to listen to what other people had to say and without any question or regard to whether whether they were saying made sense or not, willing to do whatever they told me to do. And uh, that was that was a big change for me. Oh, absolutely. That, that surrender... That surrender and serenity are are just huge words. <laughs> but uh, your comment about what I do today, well, first of all, I get up in the morning and I decide that I'm not going to drink today. I mean, I don't really, I, I don't want to become cocky or arrogant. I, I think that there's uh, probably a 99% chance that I'm going to make my next sobriety date, which is... Uh, coming up in August, but, uh, you know, uh, there's some bad things that have happened in my life uh, since I stopped drinking. I've uh, lost uh, lost uh, my mother. I've lost all of my grandparents. Uh, I've been in, uh, you know, car accidents. Uh, I've been fired. I've been, uh, you know, not really fired, but laid off from uh, two or three positions uh, over the past uh dozen and a half years, and uh, all of those would have been uh, a, a cause for me to uh, to fortify myself with liquor, and uh, fortunately, I didn't do that. 
Well, you know, you bring up a really uh, key point there that I probably like so many people is I actually thought that, you know, when I when I stopped drinking, I I wasn't going to have any more problems because I I knew I'd had so many problems through the years because that was one area of my life that uh, practice did not make perfect. Actually, practice <laughs> led to catastrophe. But I remember how shocking it was when I realized that, <laughs> first of all, it seemed like I had more problems than I ever had in my life. But more so, it was because I was actually having to feel, you know, every one of them. And, 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 deal, with, and deal with them rather uh-huh. than just hide. <laughs> right. Not just take the uh, the easy route of being uh, medicated, but to actually, you know, be in awareness of somewhat of a meditation and actually walk through uh, the losses and the changes and the different things that that had occurred. Um, it was not an overnight process. I mean, the the not participating was an overnight process. That's for sure, um, and yet. Um, it took a while to to shift uh, from uh, just transferring one um, addiction to another. In, in other words, I I went from not drinking to like craving sugar, like no tomorrow. And it was so funny because I never really thought I cared for sweets. I used to say that to people, you know, in my in my late teens and 20s, they'd go, oh, would you like a cookie or a brownie or would you like something sweet? I'd go, oh, no, I don't like sweets. You know, while at the same time I was drinking the largest tumbler of wine that you could ever find. I mean, I think I helped invent those big plastic tumblers. You know, the one I'm talking about that you just took the whole bottle and put it in there. <laughs> yep. So, um, but I, I transferred you know, alcohol to like just, oh, craving sweets all the time. And then, of course, you know, the smoking went right there with it um, until I could kind of work through all that one one step one day at a time. Well, I mean, I quit smoking uh, probably about nine or ten months after I quit drinking. And, and drinking and smoking kind of go hand in hand, you know, I mean, if you if you have a drink, you have to have a cigarette. If you have a cigarette, you have to have a drink, you know. But uh, I was advised by the people that knew better than I that don't try to do both of them at the same time, or you'll fail at both. Mm. Oh, that's a good that's a good point of view. Yeah, you'll 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 fail at both, huh? Well, that's that's what I did. Failed at both. Absolutely. Well, um. You're getting the benefit of listening today to uh, Radio Hosts with Passions. Um, I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, I'm talking today with my newfound friend out of Lake Tahoe, Daryl Wampler. You can go to htoradio.com. I mean, he brings over 30 years of being a radio host, and uh, people are listening to him and various shows from all over the world, and we are highlighting one of our deeper reasons of coming together today of recovery and discovery. Thanks to all of you for your ongoing contributions to Unity 
online radio. We truly are a voice of an awakening world. We'll be right back. Now available, you pray the free prayer app from Silent Unity. For more than a century, people from all over the world in all walks of life have turned to Silent Unity. With you pray, our confidential prayer support is easy and convenient to access. With you pray, you can send your prayer directly to Silent Unity. You pray also includes affirmations you can share with family and friends, plus audio meditations for your prayer time. For more about the free you pray app and links to download. Visit silentunity.org/app. That's silentunity.org/app. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, shows you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week you'll learn about the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. We now return to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, with your host, Reverend Temple Hayes. Welcome back, everyone. I'm talking with Daryl Wampler, and it's just uh, uh, evident as he is a radio host out of Lake Tahoe. He's been in radio over 30 years. As I previously said, you can go to his website, kthoradio.com, and Talking about the circle of that often we meet people and we think we're meeting them for one reason when in evidence we're meeting them for another. And what Daryl and I really tuned into is that uh, together we have almost 60 years of sobriety. And Daryl, one of the things that I know that you've experienced because you alluded to earlier as well as I have because early on in my in my alcoholism, I I worked with uh, corporate America until there were such signs and indicators as I was starting to be found out, and and so what I did is I started looking for sales jobs because in sales, you know, you could take your clients out high end sales, you could take your clients out for drinks, you know, at noon. <laughs> so through the years I I had um uh, become aware and those of you that are listening that you may have concern for um either your children or some relatives or a spouse or partner um you know it it is an interesting thing to watch because more often than not people do 
take kind of positions in life that not only is is drinking uh, socially acceptable, it's it's pushed and promoted. What's the what about your path, Daryl? Well, I mean, um, I drank from the time I was fifteen to the time I was thirty. I was probably uh, on the air uh, every day uh, during that period of time. And because of the type of business I was in, which was the entertainment business, you know, you can get away with it. And, you know, it, it didn't matter to the people that worked around me. I did the, a, a morning radio program in Los Angeles for three years. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, 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 the days where I came in and I, I was, uh, was sober in any way, shape, or form, people thought there was something wrong with me, right? Well, you were a little flat this morning. What's going on? You weren't as funny. You weren't as vibrant. You weren't as, right? And uh, there's a a learned behavior that says if you learn something when you're drunk, you can't repeat it until you're drunk again. (laughs) uh, You know, I mean, uh, we had, it was a legitimate, uh, you know, radio station in L.A., and there were management, and there were all these people and, you know, I would uh, get up in the morning and I'd wear surgical sweats to work, right? And I would be there and uh, after I looked like Jim Morrison on a bad day. You know, I had the hair and the beard and, the, you know, wearing non-traditional clothing. And I'd sort of, uh, you know, roll out of the control room at 9 o'clock after I was done with the show. And, you know, they were bringing clients through and said, well, you know, who's that? Is that Charlie Manson? <laughs> <laughs> Who is that? Said, oh no, he's he's a morning talent. Leave him alone. You know, I I was you know literally untouchable as far as you know being held accountable for my drinking because it uh, contributed to my on air success and it helped perpetuate uh, my on air personality. Uh, you know, I was known in L.A. as the insane Daryl Wayne for a variety of reasons, right? And one of them is because I was insane. I mean, I was I was playing uh, playing that role to some extent, and uh, it just made it easier to continue. If I had worked in any other business other than outside sales, right, I probably would have been uh, fired on the spot many of the the days. But uh, you know, it was just one of those things that everybody uh, at, at the station, at least uh, all the air talent, were you know, participating in some way, shape, or form, whether it be alcohol or drugs or whatever the case may be. So, you know, I I worked in the kind of business where you could get away with it, I guess is the best way. And, in fact, when when I wasn't drinking, I was encouraged to go back and and, and drink some more because I was more, people found me more interesting and entertaining when I was a little little loose, a little uh, lubed up, I guess. Yeah. Oh, well, what I what I find so wonderful about you is that you've uh, you know you've spent your sobriety years in offering education and programs um, you know to really be uh, a difference maker. Well, well, take a few minutes and tell the audience some of the things that you do now that really help you be more self actualizing, whether it's about nutrition or. Your, your mind, or what are some of your secrets, Daryl? Well, I mean, I'm still on the air every day, and uh, I use that as sort of a, an outlet for, 
you know, what I have on my mind, what my thought processes are, so I'm able to cl- clear the deck, so to speak. You know, they, they talk about the voices in your head or the committee t- telling you this or telling you that, right? I can I can sort of uh, download that information by being, uh, I'm on the air in, in uh, Albuquerque middays and I'm on the air in Lake Tahoe in the afternoons. And I'll, I, I do it all for my home in Southern California. And... Uh, you know that that's part of it is continuing to participate in the business that uh, I know and I, I love so much, and uh, being able to do it and doing it probably better than I did when I was drunk. <laughs> yeah, and still I, being I'm as entertaining and as funny as I was. Yeah, I'm pretty confident that that would mm-hmm. that would for sure be the case, right? <laughs> But, uh, you know, doing doing what I, I love is, is part of it, uh, you know, participating in the business that, uh, you know, uh, they, they say that in sobriety you'll be given back everything that was taken away when you were drunk. Well, that certainly happened uh, probably tenfold as far as being a radio station owner. I mean, uh, most people that uh, work in this business uh, aspire to own a radio station one day and, you know, everybody sat around the, the business place saying, hey, if I ran this place, I'd do this, that, and the other thing. Well, I got that chance. Uh, seven years ago, I bought the radio station in uh, in South Lake Tahoe, which I own. And uh, I get a chance to uh, not only, you know, play radio on the air every day, but uh, put my MBA into practice because I did, uh, after I did get sober, I went back to school and got my undergraduate and got my master's degree because I work in, in executive management and aerospace companies uh, as a profession uh, to pay the bills these days because radio certainly isn't going to do that for me. Uh, I'm not, uh, you know, and I'm not Gary Owens and I'm not Rick Dees and I'm not, uh, you know, one of these nationally syndicated radio personalities. I'm just uh, just a, a normal guy, so you got to make a living somehow. And uh, your radio is a feast or famine business. So you're either making pretty close to minimum wage somewhere or you're making the big bucks and there, there's not much in between. Well, I'm, I'm sure that our listening audience is going to spread the word even more so about people tuning in <laughs> to, your, to your show because it's so so wonderful and rewarding to have people like you out there um, just like our Unity Online Radio, that are really geared towards um, supporting, you know, new concepts, uh, changing lives, and 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 building dreams. That's really what it's it's all about. Well, I I really want to thank you for, you know, the energy that you put into the awareness of of, of sobriety. And I'm I'm like you, just to put kind of a a, a ribbon around that is. I, I focus on where where I am becoming and what I have and what I can be versus focusing on, you know, what I don't have and what used to be and, and those former former times. I feel really grateful. And I love the new um, serenity prayer. Uh, God grant us the serenity to accept the people we cannot change, the courage to change the ones we can and the wisdom to know that that would be me. I I love that. <laughs> that's, that's great. So everyone, again, you can tune in to Daryl Wampler, um, KTHORadio.com. 
Please find out about his various shows and tune in and listen to another person that's dedicated to making the world a better place because he is in it. Daryl, thank you so much for being on our show today. Really appreciate it, everything that you're doing. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak with you, and uh, hopefully, uh, like you said, uh, you know, a couple of souls passing. For We always uh, are introduced to each other for a variety of reasons. That's right. That's absolutely right. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being with Reverend Temple Hayes. Join us every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central for tools and simple applications which will support you from being alive to fully living. This program is brought to you in part by First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida. To learn more about this ministry, go to www.unitycampus.org or www.templehaze.org. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. base of all life is the infinite wellspring of source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. The river she's 
Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Find out how to connect with nature as a powerful source that supports health and well-being. I'm Dina Salisi, and on my podcast, Your Healing Garden, I go on location to talk with artists, authors, healers, teachers, and much more to explore how nature supports us in creating healthy, vibrant lives. Join me on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts. 